0: So just a couple of quick announcements We're going to have this session um, uh, Go until about 10 o'clock So it's a slight schedule change Just because we got delayed with dinner So we'll have this session go until about 10 o'clock inshallah And then from 10 to 10.30 we'll have the Dua memorization session And then from 10.30 to 11 more or less We'll have the uh, short snack break If anybody has space for that And then um, we'll probably have the late night gathering Around 11 o'clock inshallah And then and that wraps things up for the night. Oh, we using this. Okay, so we are continuing um, with. The text, the invocation of God by Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziya, rahimahullah. And um, we've covered now about 17 or so uh, of the benefits of remembrance that he mentions. I thought the next section sort of tied into this as well. And that is this section of the text which is called, which uh, you could say that that the overview or the, the, the overview is that the remembrance of Allah Taala acts as a safety from the forgetfulness of Allah. The remembrance of Allah Taala acts as a safety net from the remembrance of Allah. Sorry, from the forgetfulness of Allah. So He says, constancy in the remembrance of the Lord of Allah Taala brings about security from forgetfulness of Him. Let's say it again. Constancy, so consistency. In the remembrance of Allah brings about security from forgetfulness of Him. This forgetfulness is a cause of the servant's misery, both in this worldly life and on the appointed day. So we talked about this a little bit in the last session, actually. And that is that look, there's there are benef- there are many benefits to remembering Allah ta'ala, right? And if we were to just look at it at face value, one benefit is that the you remember Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala remembers you, right? We Another benefit that's, again, face value that we, we kind of already know is, okay, I'm going to sit down and engage in the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala because I want Allah Ta'ala to reward me, right? That's something, face value. I'm going to uh, uh, engage in the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala because I want Jannah from it, okay? So that's a noble intention to have. But someone who recognizes the reality of our own faith and our own iman and recognizes that it's fully in Allah Ta'ala's control, that person realizes that their dhikr is the means by which they will maintain their relationship with Allah. And if they stop their dhikr of Allah, the, the, that increases the, pos, their, the likelihood that they will lose iman altogether. So I'm going to read what he said again. Constancy in the remembrance of Allah brings about security from forgetfulness of him. This forgetfulness is, the, is a cause of the servant's misery both in this worldly life and on the appointed day. Look, the, the, if a person forgets, if a person neglects Allah Ta'ala, right, who loses out? Who loses? We lose. We lose. Allah Ta'ala doesn't lose in any way, shape, or form. He can simply replace us with someone else that will worship him, and will worship him better than we were worshiping him, if he chooses. And he's done this, right? And and he's not just done this to individuals, like one one person, one off, you know, you and I, etc. He's done this to entire communities that decided to disobey him. He's decided that he was going to remove them altogether, and he just replaced them with a community that would actually remember him. It's so simple for Allah Ta'ala to do. It's completely in His control. So when a indiv- if an entire community can lose out by not engaging in Allah's remembrance, imagine what, uh, and Allah Ta'ala can replace an entire community, imagine what an indivi- what He can do to a simple individual like, like ourselves. When we have, we're so insignificant, we have very little value when you look at the grand scheme of things, right? We're, we're so insignificant in space, we mean really not much. We take up very little space and in time we mean very little if you look at the history of the world. So for us to be replaced, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. It can happen right now. Replaced in the sense of not necessarily that we're removed from this world, but Allah Ta'ala can remove our iman and He can rather give iman to someone else and have that someone else be be, um, regular in the remembrance of Him and regular in obedience toward Him and regular in servitude toward Him and regular in... Pleasing him, there's nothing binding on Allah Taala to keep you and I connected to Him. There's nothing binding on Allah Taala. So what does that mean? That means that by our so, if we forget Allah in this world, we are the ones that are going to lose out. Allah Taala doesn't lose in any way. We are the ones that lose. So how do we lose? So how do we lose? We lose. From in this world, our life becomes difficult, right? Because again, we mentioned when you begin, when you forget Allah Taala, uh, you—that's uh, the epitome of loneliness. That's as bad as it gets, right? When the whole world turns its back against you, and this happens from time to time, or at least you could say when it feels like the entire world has turned its back against you. The believer knows deep down inside that I always have my Allah Ta'ala to turn to and he will never turn his back against me. But now, if I'm heedless of Allah altogether, right? If I'm heedless of Allah and I never work toward establishing my relationship with Allah and I don't actually know how to even talk to or turn to or make dua to Allah or engage in dhikr to Allah, and then the whole world turns against me or at least I perceive it, it feels like the whole world has turned itself against me, then where am I to turn? I'm at a loss in this world. It's very difficult, it's very challenging. People that don't have Allah in this world suffer. They might not suffer, you know, uh, they might not suffer in, uh, face-to-face when you're at face value, but certainly over the course of their life, they suffer. So when you forget Allah Ta'ala, you will, uh, it'll be a cause of our misery in this world. And on the Day of Judgment, that's a completely different story. Right? Imagine there are people who, The Day of Judgment is the day that decides whether you have eternal happiness or you have eternal uh, uh, trial. That's the difference. That's what the Day of Judgment does to a person. It separates two groups of people. People that are eternally going to be happy, eternally going to be placed in Jannah, eternally going to be, uh, be satisfied, right? And then other people that are eternally going to be suffering. That's what the Day of Judgment is. And people that choose to forget Allah in this world, in this world, end up with eternal suffering in the hereafter. Then he goes on to say, this is because forgetfulness of the Lord leads to forgetfulness of their own soul and its welfare. If you forget Allah Ta'ala, you're actually forgetting yourself. If you forget Allah Ta'ala, in reality what you are doing is you are actually forgetting yourself. How? How is forgetting Allah Ta'ala, how, what does that have to do with forgetting myself? I still feel like I remember myself. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, and Allah has said, the translation of which is, we'll reset the verse, uh, no, um, Allah Ta'ala says, don't be like those people who forget Allah. اللَّهَا Don't be like those people that forget Allah. Why? أَنفُسَهُمْ Because He causes them to forget themselves. He causes them to forget their own souls. Think about that for a minute. By you neglecting and being heedless of Allah, or deciding that you're going to forget Allah, it isn't that Allah Ta'ala is going to suffer in any way. We've already highlighted this doesn't affect Allah in any way. And this actually, this is kind of, this is something that we have to understand because now we're you know almost midway through these points. Of all the benefits of remembrance that I've mentioned, not one of them benefits Allah. Not one of them benefits Allah. And of all 100 that are in this text, and and of all of, through the teachings of the Prophet Wasallam, and whatever is in, in, included in the Qur'an, about how important it is to remember Allah and to do the dhikr of Allah, you will not find a single place where it is mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala benefits from our dhikr. You won't find a single place in the Qur'an, in this book, in hadith, where it's stated that Allah ta'ala benefits from when we remember him. It's not possible for Allah to benefit from our remembrance of him. It's just not possible. He's already perfect. He's already magnificent, he's already majestic, he's already the greatest. How could you become greater than the greatest? This is not possible. How could you become better than the best? This is not possible. Right? This is not possible. So, this is purely for our benefit. And remembering and engaging in Allah's remembrance, remembering Allah Ta'ala is purely for our benefit. So what happens? So then there has to be a consequence for not remembering Allah. There has to be a consequence. But the consequence will never be, it has never been and it will never be that Allah Ta'ala suffers when we neglect Him. It'll be that we suffer. And Allah Ta'ala specifically mentions this in the Qur'an. And He warns us and He says, لا تكونوا كالذين نصوا الله Don't be like those people that forgot Allah. There are people that have forgotten Allah. فَأَنْسَاهُمْ Allah Ta'ala caused them to forget their own souls. They compl- they, the effect of a person forgetting Allah is that their soul deteriorates, it withers away and it dies. And it can't be resuscitated no matter what you do. That's the effect of forgetting Allah. So he continues, if a servant forgets his own soul... Meaning, turns away from it, disregarding what benefits it, and becomes engrossed with other things. Then its ruin and its corruption are inevitable. It's the same as if a few, he had a field of grain, like we had a field of grain, an orchard, or anything like that that's dependent on his care, and he neglected it, forgot about it, busied himself with something else, and disregarded what it needed. This is some. This is some. Uh, this is where someone else could take his place. But what about the misery, ruin, and destruction of his own soul? If he ignores his soul, forgets it, and gets distracted from its good, if he fails to care for it and gives up seeking what is beneficial to it, then what more can he expect than ruin, destruction, and loss? Our soul suffers when we neglect Allah. And if our soul suffers, then we suffer. Not only in this world, but also in the hereafter. So, we have to move away from this idea. And sometimes it's not even a conscious notion; it's subconsciously within us that by myself deciding to Im- if, by, by deciding to improve myself, or improve my worship, or improve my connection with Allah, or become regular to- in the masjid, etc. Then, in some way, shape, or form, I'm, um, I'm, I am adding to the value of the creation of Allah, or adding to the value of Allah. Let's say that I'm um, that by doing by doing these things, that I'm actually making some contribution to the Deen. We're contributing to ourselves. We're the ones that benefit most, right? We're the ones that benefit most. When you take your wealth, and for the sake of Allah, you give it to someone who's in need, you're not benefiting that person, you're benefiting yourself more than anyone else. If you didn't give that money to them, someone else would have given it. Allah Ta'ala would have found someone else a different way to get them money. No big deal, right? I mean, if you didn't come to the masjid and pray salah, right? Fajr prayer in the masjid, no big deal. Allah Ta'ala will find someone else that will do that and will do it better than you will and He'll bring that person into the masjid. The matter isn't about Who is going to worship Allah if we don't worship Allah? It's who's going to take care of our own soul if we decide to forget Allah? That's the question. Are are we going to watch our soul be destroyed because it is heedless of Allah's, it has neglected its responsibility to Allah? Are we just going to watch it wither away and pass away before our very eyes? Is that what we're waiting for? So um, this is what Ibn Qayyim, uh, Qayyim, rahimahullah, is highlighting. Then he says, uh, this is the state of someone whose situation has exceeded all bounds. Someone who throws away what is beneficial. He surrounds himself with the means of his own isolation, failure, and destruction. We're at fault at that point. Look, sometimes we struggle. We tend to blame ourselves overly for many different things. But the reality is that the vast majority of things are not in our hands. Whether we get into you know, uh, graduate school or not, that's not in our hands. That's, Allah Ta'ala is fully in control you know whether we get the job that we want it's not in our hands whether we have the children that we were hoping to have our whole life it's not necessarily in our hands we whether we're going to have the spouse that we you know this dream spouse that we want to marry might not happen um that's not necessarily in our hands these circumstances are all dictated by Allah Ta'ala and sometimes we beat ourselves down because of these things right and we think that we and, and we're so uh we're so critical of ourselves when it comes to these things but when it comes to being critical of our daily routine or critical of our consistency in our uh, conversation with Allah Ta'ala, we're not critical. When it comes to being critical about how am I treating my soul, am I destroying it or am I sustaining it and nourishing it, we're not critical. And that's the problem. So Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, he says this is there's a context behind this. He's saying the Prophet song, this is the Prophet. Uh but it really it applies to all of us. And he says, don't follow people who are heedless, whose hearts are heedless, or who have made their hearts heedless of the remembrance of Allah. Don't be like those people. Don't look at, don't look in the direction of those people spend time in the company of and spend time in the environment of people that are excessive and abundant and regular in their zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So then he continues, there is no way for a servant to protect himself against this state except by constant remembrance of Allah by, quote, keeping the tongue ever moist with the mention of Allah, end quote, until it occupies a place as important to him as the very life on which he utterly depends, or as his food, lack of which would ruin his body, as water to someone dying of thirst, as clothes in the heat and the cold, as shelter in a hot, blinding wind. Remembrance should indeed occupy a place like this or a greater one in this life, because what common measure is there between the ruin and destruction of the body On the one hand, and the ruin and destruction of the heart and the soul on the other, the body destruction. The body must perish, and yet a better state may just as surely follow its perishing. But if the heart and soul perish, what good can be hoped for? What he's saying is, look. In the same way that we are so concerned about the well-being of our bodies, we should be that concerned about the well-being of our souls. Right? If the, if we didn't have food, how concerned would we be? If there was no food available, if we, did, if we missed a few meals, we would be worried. What, how am I going to handle this? What's my body going to do? If we didn't have water, the desperation, right, that we would, uh, the, the, the desperation that would take over us and the, um, uh, the, uh, the, the depths to which we would go in order to try to acquire it for ourselves, Shelter, if we didn't have shelter, right? We, if, if you stood outside right now for 15 minutes and you were cold, what would you do, right? I mean, the, imagine the desperation. Imagine what you would do if you didn't have access to this message and you were standing on the street for 15 minutes. You would wave down any car and say, please just help me. I just need a few minutes to warm up, right? I need to get inside. Why? Because your body is suffering. This is the degree that you would go to. You would, complete stranger, you would ask for help in that situation because you're in that much need. And so Ibn al-Qayyim is saying that, look, we should have this sort of concern for our souls as well, just like we care about how, how great we look and how great we feel and, you know, what physical form we're in and, you know, what my, uh, uh, you know, what my uh, body fat index is and what my, you know, what my face looks like and all these fine details that, you know, may or may not be significant. That we were so concerned about these things, well, why, why aren't we concerned about what the shape of our soul is and how beautiful our soul looks and how, uh, how uh, attractive our soul is to Allah or to the angels? Why isn't it that that's of a concern to us? So then he goes on to say that, look, you should have this concern, but recognize when it comes to the body, the body must perish and the soul must perish. But the difference is that a better state may just as surely follow its perish. Meaning mean, no matter how great you make your body it's gonna pass away anyway. It's gonna perish no matter what. It doesn't matter how healthy you are physically or how attractive you may look outwardly. No matter what, the same body is going to have to leave. Is gonna have to die anyway, right? It doesn't make a difference whether your body looks good or it doesn't look good. That same body's gonna die. But the soul is what is of utmost importance because the soul is. Uh, if if the soul dies and the body's still alive in this world. He says, what good can be hoped for in that sense? We've failed at life. We've failed at life if we've, allowed, if we've neglected our soul. If we paid more attention to our body and we neglect our soul, we failed at life. Beautification of the soul actually matters. Elevating our soul actually matters. Engaging our soul in Allah's remembrance actually matters. <coughs> Making our soul attractive actually matters. It has weight in this world, and it has more weight in the hereafter. Whereas our body may have a little bit of weight in this world, but even that doesn't go very far. And in the hereafter, it has no weight. So we think about where our priorities are placed based off of this. right? And it's it's interesting because when the soul suffers, it takes over so much of our life. Part of the suffering of the soul isn't just that it isn't pleasing to Allah, or isn't just that it results in a disobedient servant. It results in all of these other um, emotional experiences that are very uncomfortable, right? I mean, inevitably, when the soul is not fed the way it needs to be fed, which is through the remembrance of Allah and those things that come from Allah, it results in a very disturbed soul that experiences, eventually it will experience you know, sometimes very severe cases of depression, right? And severe cases of anxiety and severe cases of, 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 of low self-esteem. And it's not the only cause. There's obviously a lot of other causes, but this uh, is, is one certainly one contrib- contributor to it. So this is partly the meaning of It you, causes you to forget your own soul, meaning you're going to suffer not just in the hereafter. You're going to suffer in this world as well. And this is why some of the happiest people uh some of the happiest people ever are those people that are connected to Allah Ta'ala because they uh, because Allah Ta'ala becomes the answer to so many of their issues and their problems they know where to turn they their spiritual qibla is in line so this is what Ibn Qayyim mentions here <laughs> okay then he continues If there were no other benefit in remembrance and in maintaining it than this, it would suffice. If there were no other benefit in remembrance and in maintaining it than this, it would suffice. For anyone who forgets Allah and so forgets his own soul in this life will be forgotten in the torment of the Day of Judgment. As the words of Allah proclaim, it comes in the Quran, أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكَ وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَى قَالَ رَبِّ حَشَرْتَنِي أَعْمَى وَقَدْ كُنْتُ بَصِيرَةً قَالَ كَذَلِكَ أَتَتْكَ آيَاتُنَا فَنَسِيتَهَا وَكَذَلِكَ الْيَوْمَ Whoever turns away from my remembrance, this is in the Quran, and uh, it's it's a very deep, deep, deep. Set of verses from Allah. Whoever turns away from my remembrance, remembrance of Allah, anwikkiri. For him shall be narrow. Um, for, for for him, life shall be narrow. So ma'isha tan Ma'isha means life, and danka it takes this meaning of like a, a straight, strait, you know, like a strait which is like this really small body of water. Uh, so a very narrow, constricted, tight. Life. Some of us sometimes we have this feeling like we feel under so much pressure. Right? So Allah Ta'ala says, Woman, if you turn away from my remembrance, دنك, for him, life shall be narrow, constricted, tight, pressure filled. Uh, and we will raise that person on the day of judgment as blind. Blind. So uh, okay, let's continue with it. And then um uh, the servant will say on that day, Lima Oh my Lord, uh, why did you bring me forth blind? Why am I blind? I used to see fine. I was able to see, I had perfect vision 2020 20 in this world. Why have I been raised blind? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, that my verses, my signs, right? My signs of, you know, re- constant remind- reminders that I'm here, I'm around, I'm in charge, I created you, I created the universe. Those verses all came to you and you forgot them. So on this day, you are forgotten. On this day, you are forgotten. So let's go back. He says, uh, so, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً So many of the... I think he'll cover it here actually. Um, okay, so we'll come to this. But So uh, whoever turns away from my remembrance. And remembrance here, some uh, ulama feel that it actually reverses, refers to remembrance of Allah Ta'ala through the verses of the Qur'an. So whoever turns away from my Qur'an. But the point is that the word dhikri is used here. Whoever turns away from those things that make mention of me, right? The Qur'an. مَعِيشَةً The effect of a person uh, neglecting Allah or turning away from Allah or choosing to forget Allah Ta'ala in this world is that Allah Ta'ala constricts their life. They feel tight. They feel under pressure. They don't have that sense of comfort and expansiveness that people that remember Allah experience. They don't have it. They feel tight. They feel... Um, they feel like they're under pressure all the time. They feel like there's no place for them to find comfort. Right? They might have all of the quote-unquote luxuries of the world and the goods of this world, but they're still feeling constricted. Why? Because they turned away from Allah. And the effect isn't just the hereafter. It's this world. You will suffer in this world as well. And people in this world are suffering because they are not able to recognize Allah. What a... What a how how unfortunate that is. Can you imagine? I mean, we're here alhamdulillah in the house of Allah and believing in Allah which means that we recognize Allah, but there the vast majority of people cannot recognize that there is an Allah. How unfortunate that is. What kind of life is that? Where you aren't able to appreciate that there an a and rather you want to challenge the existence of God. How unfortunate that is. So, uh, فَإِنَّ لَهُمْ so, ذكري, so whoever turns away from my remembrance, فَإِنَّ لَهُمْ لَنكَ, That that person, their life becomes very constricted. Meaning if we are looking for space in our life, if we're looking for expansiveness in our life, then it, re- then it falls uh, upon us to engage ourselves in the remembrance of Allah ta'ala in particular through the Qur'an and I'll talk about that in a minute. <أَعْمَى> and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He'll raise people that choose to forget Allah in this world, He'll raise them blind at the day of judgment. They won't be able to see. And they'll say, a'ma? why is it that we couldn't see? Why is it that I can't see today? كُنْتُ and I was seeing fine in that world. I saw everything. Right? I saw everything. But the reality is we weren't we, we, we aren't seeing anything. Right? What is it? Allah Ta'ala gave us eyes for what purpose? So that we can look at, you know, things that are impermissible? Is that the reason that He gave us eyes? So we can look at dunya? Is that the reason that He gave us eyes? Is it the reason that He gave us eyes so that we can dream about, you know, what kind of car I can drive in 20 years or what kind of home I can own in 20 years or what kind of, uh, um, uh, what kind of property I can take over, what kind of stocks I can invest in? Is that the reason that He gave us eyes to look at these things? To look at things that he's made impermissible for us? Is that what he's given us our eyes for? But this is how we've treated our eyes. But the reality is Allah Ta'ala gave us eyes as a means for us to remember him even more. In fact, all of our senses were given for this purpose, right? By using our eyes, we're supposed to look at the sky and be like, and and be mesmerized and think, amazing, what an amazing creation the sky is. This can only mean there is an Allah, and then our eyes are being used to draw closer to Allah and to remember Allah. Allah Ta'ala gave us eyes so that we can see the sunrise. And when we see the sunrise, we begin to think, incredible, this event that's taking place. There's no one in the world that could make such a thing happen. This is a sign, this is a proof that this is from Allah. This is uh, this is now serving as a reminder for me to turn to Allah. This is what our eyes were created for, right? Our eyes are created to look at a tree and begin to appreciate the complexity involved. You know, microscopically, macroscopically, how complex a tree is. And when a person looks at the tree, we should begin to think how amazing that tree is. This is another sign of Allah, right? This is the purpose of vision Allah Taala gave us. This is the purpose of hearing that Allah Taala gave us. It isn't to listen to things that are haram. He gave us ears in this world so that we can listen to the Quran, so that we can listen to His name being mentioned, so we can listen to the Imam in Salah, so we can listen to, um, uh, so we can, uh, so, so we can listen to uh, salawat and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So we can. Uh, Learn how to follow directions This is the purpose He gave us a tongue so that every time we consume food We're able to taste it And appreciate the complexity of taste And then thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after it Not just indulge and indulge and indulge And completely be heedless of Allah meal after meal after meal so although he gave us vision in this world, Although we were seeing in this world, we, were, we are not actually seeing unless everything that we see is a reminder of Allah. Even looking at one another, for us should be a reminder of Allah. How amazing, how complex every single person's creation is. Everyone's ears are different than the next person's. Everyone's nose is different. Everyone's fingerprint is different. Everyone's, um, uh, uh, everyone's uh, fingers are different. Everyone's mouth is different Every fine detail of every single person Is different from the next person Wherever you look We're reminded of Allah We we are to be reminded of Allah And yet our reality is that Wherever we look We use it as a means to become More and more heedless of Allah The hours that we spend on the internet For instance how How much time are we spending on the internet Using our eyes And using it as a means of Reflecting upon and remembering Allah Maybe a fraction if that how much time are we spending staring at our cell phone with our very eyes, you know, engaging in Allah's remembrance? It's not happening. It's not, ha- it's not happening anymore for sure. Maybe it was happening before we, our eyes were sort of stuck on, on a lot of these things. But It's not happening anymore. So Allah Ta'ala gave us vision. We were, we, we, and we, on the day of the we're telling Allah Ta'ala that, yeah, we, ha- we, we had eyes, we were seeing, but what are we looking at? How are we using our eyes? We're not using it in Allah's remembrance. So, وَقَدْ كُنْتُ بَصِيرًا قَالَ كَذَٰلِكَ أَتَتْكَ آيَاتُنَا فَنَسِيتَهَا No, look, the reality is that you forgot me. You forgot me in this world. Allah Ta'ala is saying, you had forgotten me, you neglected me, you turned away from me. وَكَذَٰلِكَ <تُنسَى> And today, on this day, the day that you need to, that you need me most, you're being forgotten. The day that you need me most, you are being forgotten. What do I mean by needing you most on that day? We need Allah Ta'ala today as well. There's no doubt about it. But the way Allah Ta'ala created the world, if I need help from something right now, I can potentially ask someone else. Like I could ask, I could ask you, I'm thirsty, I need water. Could you please get me a cup of water? You could go bring me a cup of water today. Listen, I'm short on cash. Can I have a $20 bill? You could give me a $20 bill today. You ha- there's a little bit of flexibility in this world when we need help with something, right? And this is the reason people don't believe in Allah, because they don't think they need Allah's help in this world, because Allah Ta'ala has given flexibility in this world. You can get help, you can have a job, and not get that directly from Allah. You know, someone else can offer you a job. Someone else can offer you admission into, into medical school. Someone else can, you know, sell you a car. So this is how we think, cause and effect. So in this world, there's a little bit of that. So... Although we are 100% dependent on Allah in this world, we don't perceive that because we can get help from other people in this world. But Malik Yawm al on the Day of Judgment, there is only one true helper. There's only one helper. Or there's only one owner. No one has ownership on that day but Allah. In this world, there's a little bit of ownership. You could own this phone. You could own this book. It might be in your possession. And you can help other people out too. But on that day, there is no help from anyone, not even our own parents who would go uh, do whatever they could to help us, right? If you have children, if you have children, the extent you would go to support your child in this world, think about it. You would literally, you would give, you'd give away an organ for your child. And you would probably give your life away for the sake of your child in this world. If, you have, if, you, if you're a parent, you know what it feels like. And if you're a child, you can, you can get a feeling for, my parents really would go a long way for me. They, they, they do and they would. Even our parents on the day of judgment will have absolutely no way of helping us. Forget a way of helping us. They won't even care to help us on that day. They won't even be thinking about us on that day. They won't even be thinking about us on that day. Our children won't be thinking about us. Our spouse won't even be, they won't care for us on that day. There is no help on that day whatsoever. There's only one place that we can uh, get salvation. And that's Allah. That's the owner of the Day of Judgment. So imagine, if Allah Ta'ala forgets us in this world, yeah, that has its meaning. But if Allah Ta'ala forgets us on that day when no one else can help us, what are we going to do? Where are we going to turn? What what direction are we going to go at that point? Allah Almighty says, yeah. So on this day, you are forgotten. You forgot me. You thought it was a, a, you thought it wasn't a big deal that you could just forget about me or disbelieve in me or or become heedless of me? You thought that it wasn't a big deal? Fine. Today you're forgotten. You're on your own. Have fun. So this is what he mentions. Now in the tafsir of this uh, verse. Uh, Ibn Al-Qayyim comments more, turning away, meaning turning, ذikri, turning away from my remembrance, from the remembrance of God implies turning away from his book, the remembrance which God sent down. So many scholars say that in this case, in particular, this verse is referring to turning away from the book of Allah, which is essentially you know, 6,000 plus verses that are sent down to remind us of Allah. So when you're forgetting Allah's book or you're neglecting Allah's book, you are neglecting Allah. The notion thus implies that turning away from the remembrance of Allah through his book, his names, attributes, his commandments, his gifts and his graces, all of this flows from having turned away from his book, the Quran. For the word dhikr, quote remembrance, is in the in the verse is a noun which may be taken to refer this is some uh, complex tafsir about this. Okay, as for the word uh, uh that's used in this verse danka, right? I said That, that if a person that turns away from Allah in this world, that turns away from his remembrance, that they begin to live a, a very compressed, constricted life. It refers to narrowness, extreme difficulties and trials. To describe life with this world is hyperbole. The narrow life referred to in this verse is also said to mean punishment in the barzakh as well. But the most correct reading includes this life in this world and the barzakh as well. Without a doubt, Ibn al-Qayyim is saying, Without a doubt, the servant will find himself in this Lanka uh, in toil, tribulation, and narrowness in both abodes, and will be forgotten in the torment of the next world. Opposite to this are the people of blessing and success. Whose lives in this world are the most wholesome, and whose lives in the barzakh, which is this, the place immediately after we pass away, and in the hereafter, will offer the greatest recompense. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, protect us from ever forgetting Him, um, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us safety from negligence of Him. May Allah ta'ala protect us from ever being subjects of uh, these verses that He's mentioned in the Quran, and may Allah ta'ala. Um, keep us um, with eyesight in this world and may allah ta'ala keep us with uh, with with this in the hereafter as well